Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 12 of There's No Place Like Tara with Nixie and Grace. I'm Grace. I'm Nix. And today's episode is Fire and Water. Yes. Yes, that's right. Um, Omarosa? Omaroka? Moraka? Almond Roka? Do you have a subtitle for this one? Because I do. That's the, well, that's mine. What's yours? <laughs> mine is Schrodinger's Daniel. <laughs> Oh, that's so much better. Because he's ignore everything I said. He, he's both alive and dead. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I got deep really early on <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so this episode aired October 17th, 1997. Uh, the, it was written by Catherine Powers and the stories by Brad Wright and Catherine Powers. Okay. Um, both names very familiar. Yes, I know both of these names now, I promise. A name that is not familiar, <laughs> it was directed by Alan Eastman. This is only star- his only Stargate credit, but he's directed essentially every 90s classic cult sci-fi. I mean, all the Star Trek, Sliders, Beastmaster, like... Nice. Everything. That's okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Considering what this episode looks like. Yes. Okay. This has uh, a lot of I a lot of especially classic, sliders. I feel like this feels yeah, like that show. This has a lot of sort of those classic. That's the Jerry O'Connell one. Jerry. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. The one with John Reese right? Davies. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. All done. <laughs> yep. So, um, apparently the original name for this episode, I did not find any sourcing for this. Not Uh like that's ever stopped me before, but (laughs) apparently the original episode for this was Funeral for a Friend. That sounds like a Panic at the Disco song. Oh, see, I was thinking of the classic, uh, 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 um, what's his name? Shit, Piano Man. Oh, uh, Billy Joel? No, the The other other Piano Piano Man. Man. Elton John. Elton John, thank you. Elton John song, that's Ladies really good. Ladies and gentlemen, Elton John, otherwise known as the other piano man. Wow. We've started this off on a high I note. I am going to blame uh, I, bartender Nick's fabulous what? drink because I just took a sip and holy moly, this is amazing. Some yeah, yeah, sort yeah. Of t- t- and I have this blend. beautiful drink out of a dinosaur sippy cup. Well, because some of us are not adults. <laughs> I don't pretend to be. Um, what you missed because this is not a video podcast is I'm saying Piano Man, I am both making a piano gesture and a sunglasses gesture. <laughs> and yet I still missed it and went with the Piano Man. Well, it's because Piano Man is only one person. <laughs> wow, I can't believe I forgot his name. All right, let's get to, let's get moving. Please move on. So, uh, one, so let's get us into the episode. Okay, well, the one other fact I had about this was uh, Gerard Plunkett, I okay. think is his name, was who plays Fishman. Okay. I think his name is Nem. I'm calling him Fishman. I like Fishman because um, that's he, not what I wrote my notes as. He was like the main guy in the bad shirt in the Broken Divide on the light side. Oh. The same actor. What? That's yeah, yeah. The, the beauty of prosthetics. You can exactly. keep hiring the same dude. Beautiful. Yeah. So the planet of the week is Oannes? O-A-N-N-E-S. Oannes. Oannes. Sure. That sounds right. We'll go yeah. with Oannes. Um, it's 93X866, at least if I type that correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually a moon orbiting a gas giant. Oh. I don't know if you noticed it when they're on the beach. You see, like, 
Jupiter large in oh, the background. Oh, that's right. Because we were commenting on that's no moon. That's right. I did notice that. That, that no moon is actually a planet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we start the episode with Walter, which is always a fantastic way to start the episode. Like, now I know Walter. Now he's a friend of mine, and I get it his, now. His You're name like, hey, tag. I know you. His name tag still says Davis. Because uh, that's his name at the moment. Oh. Um, but he tells Hammond that the readouts for P8X362, the mineral scans, look good. And he's going to get SG4 geared up yeah. and ready for departure. Uh, we never hear about that planet again. No, it's like, hey, let's just talk about this random yep. thing that doesn't matter. We're just making background noise. This is, however, the first time we've heard of SG4. That's okay. That's we right, knew they we've existed. heard of other SG teams, yeah, but not yeah. this one in particular. Um, so suddenly there's an off-world activation. No one's due back, though. Hmm. And there is Coda's Jax. And SG-1 comes through the gate soaking wet, clearly in shock. They've been gone for f- three or four hours. Daniel Jax was not with them because he's dead. Yeah, no. <laughs> I believe your, your your quote was, what? That can't be right. Yeah, no, it's exactly that. No, no. No, no. The one interesting fact here, because it clearly says, they, you can see the number that the code was, but it's Jack's GDO number. So I guess every person gets their own GDO oh. number instead of like the team getting one. Oh, interesting. Oh, I like that. So it's your own code to get back. That way Yeah, you know and I just wonder it. how often they're, like, you know, at work you have to change your passwords every, what is it, yeah. six, nine weeks? Oh my weeks? gosh, can you So imagine? I wonder if they have to, like, change their GDO in case one gets caught. What if you're, like, every... stuck in another planet? You're like, ah, oh, reset, pa- reset GDO. That is like a... <laughs> and you're waiting for the email? It's like a 20-long number. Yeah, it's like you're going to forget email. that. You're going to forget that. You're going to sit there and, you're, and you're, you know, you don't have a signal because you're on another planet. All it is is, like... So you're not going to get your email. His phone number, like his birthday, his kid's birthday, and yeah. like the deer the pet was born, yeah. or something like this. Or some ridiculous thing, yeah. So someone is putting their uniforms in a biohazard bag with just gloves, which somehow seems way against any some sort of containment yeah. procedures. Yeah, this is not how these. This is how epidemics happen, people. <laughs> like they're going to the planets. We've already run across this with the broken divide. Right, right. I looked past that whistle pass. Yeah. Um. So Sam might be fine physically. She's definitely not mentally okay at the moment. No. Yeah. She's very cold and in shock and will please someone give her a scarf. Yeah, you know, I wrote a note and I was like, well, if you dried your hair, you yeah, might stop shivering. She's dry like dripping wet. <laughs> she's like, why am I shivering? I'm like, because you're sopping wet. <laughs> and like, go she's, dry off. So they put another blanket on her, but like, the entire area that a scarf would be covered yeah. is completely exposed. Now, you're the one who grew up in cold temps. Yes. I know nothing of these things. Uh, I, Isn't the first thing you cover is the head? Well, you cover your head. That's kind of just one of those common things. Mainly, you cover your head so your ears stay warm. Oh. Um, you don't... The, the concept of you lose heat through your head, yeah, but you're mostly just <laughs> keeping your head warm. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but the scarf is like... I literally... I have a scarf. It I is mean, upstairs. she's not a genius military captain or anything. She wouldn't know to just freaking dry your hair. live in Colorado <laughs> or anything. Yeah, doesn't it get cold there? But like, I have a scarf. It's upstairs. My entire, entire college, there is a scarf that I wore every single day. <laughs> it drove people insane because I wore the same scarf for like six <laughs> years straight. I grew up in Northern California. I did not wear scarves. Did I, would, I did one? not even wear them ironically like a lot of people <laughs> that I grew up with. I, kids. I now wear <laughs> they wore wear a my... tank top with a scarf and it's like, stop that. <laughs> I now wear my scarves ironically. <laughs> <laughs> because just sweat profusely. It's like a comfort level for me. <laughs> I get thin scarves here now. Yeah, that's smart. Uh, Teal doesn't want any of this shit, though. Yeah. 
He refuses to have his blood pressure even checked. Uh, Jack is outwardly taking it a little bit better. But not- I think he's kind of just displaying that for the team. He's no, probably, that's what I'm oh, saying. He's, in the it's externally he's yeah. explaining it better. Um, and uh, so Janet lets Teal go. She checks on Jack. And Jack has a very bad response to Janet's pen light. Yeah. A little photosensitivity. Can I say two things here? A, Jack slippers I want. I don't know why. And B, those are some shorts that Teal'c is rocking. My goodness. (laughs) Let's not even start me there because I've had half a glass of whatever this is. And and let's let's keep moving. We will move on. Teal'c has legs. Um, So in the briefing room. (laughs) Dem legs, though. (laughs) So in the briefing room, they go over what happened on the planet. And it happens like individually. We're sort of cutting between the different people. Um, and they went through the gate at 0700 hours, which, seriously, you have a mission at that time in the morning. That's not don't, happening. Don't send people through the gate at 7 o'clock in the Why morning. Why is that necessary? What could happen We're not dealing like with three hours time zones yeah, or anything. Yeah, Why would that matter? Why Just, do you need to get up there? Let's wait till like at least 9. Is it a military thing? Maybe they've been up since 5. Coffee? We don't know. Give them coffee. <laughs> Let them have time to you wake know, up. If you don't send people out so early, maybe so many disastrous things wouldn't exactly. happen. Exactly. Because they're not awake yet. Maybe they woke Fishman up on the planet because it was 7 o'clock on the planet too and, and he's he got like, grumpy. WTF, guys. Get out of here. I'm going to take you for now for prisoner because that's how cranky I am. Um, So the planet was uninhabited. It appeared at least. Uh, And there was volcanic gas. They got some soil samples and suddenly Daniel called out and was engulfed in fire. Yeah. They they couldn't get to him. The rest of SG-1 dove into the water, submerged themselves to save themselves because there's like a salt sea there. Right. And Hammond says they're going to send a team to recover the body, and Jack is suddenly against that in every idea. And well, you, yeah, and I can't understand completely why he goes there. Why Jack goes there? Yeah. Well, they, he just not want to go back? Is no, no, no. It just that it's not up? that he doesn't go back. They reference it later. Every time someone mentions going back, they shut it down. When Jack mentions going back, he gets a horrible headache. They say it's essentially oh, a right. condition. It's like Pavlov's dogs. Okay. When their memories were altered, there's a trigger in their brain, which is convincing it's them like, not go to back. go back. Gotcha. Which is why he has that. Okay. Um, and then... You can tell even... This is entirely affecting Hammond as well because it's not just the effect of losing Daniel, but it's seeing the effect that losing Daniel is having on the rest of the team. Yeah. Like, Hammond's sort of... I taking that in. He's he's managing pretty well, though, because, you know, I was watching him and, and, and Dr. Janet, and I'm just like, not not like a tear? Not like anything? Well, I think... Your voice didn't even crack once. You're just like, well, here I go. I'm going to check you to see what you're doing. Yeah, I think they... I think it, with a conversation that they have later between the two of them goes a long way to sort of show it. Hammond is... Hammond is the just move forward man. He's the that's one fair. going back out into the field. You know, this is something that's going to hit him later. That's fair. He's he's in times of crisis. He's the guy that's like, okay, let's what do we, what can we do now? And I can imagine Jack's very much the same way. Yeah, um, he's just really affected by exactly. This. That's fair. That's very fair. And this is actually the convert. They have it right afterwards. Janet says they're physic. They're essentially fine physically, bumps, bruises, etc. But she's worried about PTSD. Mm-hmm. And Hamas just brushes it off, saying, "You know, when your lives depend on each other, you form a deep bond. Right. That's why they're having issues." Um, Janet's concerned. Hammond says the best thing they can do is to get them back on another mission. As yeah. soon as they find a replacement for Daniel, they're back on rotation, going off the planet again. 
Janet is strongly against that. No kidding. You Sometimes it's not just getting back on the horse. Yeah. Sometimes you need a little bit of time to process, but... Hammond says he's speaking of experience, and Janet correctly points out that his experience doesn't include traveling to other worlds. That's true. No She's one absolutely does. right. <laughs> Which, why Hammond relents and at least stands them down for a week. Yeah. Um, so in the game... Go, Janet. Way to stand up to Hammond. Not damn it, Janet, in this case. Yeah. Go, Janet. Go, Janet. Uh, so in the gate room, they hold a memorial for Daniel. Um, everyone's in full dress uniform, except for Teal. Can we can we get him a sports coat at the something. slightest? Yeah. A suit, sports coat, something more than a jumpsuit, please. Yeah, that was a little... Was, come on, guys. But again... He has appropriate wear later in the episode. He's maybe the that... Yeah, maybe that's his... Okay, We'll get to okay. the way <laughs> clothing later. <laughs> Let's not open that can of worms yet. We'll get later. This is a <laughs> but yeah, I I agree. They could have given him a smart yeah. coat. It's not his culture. He doesn't know. Somebody could have helped him out. But like, this is yeah. what we do here. Yeah. I don't think he meant anything. But he's also he's noticing everyone else is dressing up in their bests. Right. Well, he's also most of them are in their uniform. They're in their dress. Uniforms. They're in their dress uniforms though. So which for uh, what he, he knows, I'm, it's still just their uniform. I'm sure he at this point he's been with them long enough. He's seen them in dress uniform before. He knows that their dress uniform is is dress. Right. Like, it's something, it's an honorary yeah. uniform. Maybe that's just, you know, the nicest jumpsuit he owns. It could be. It's not stained. It's the <laughs> non-stained. There's no grease stains. There's yep. no rips or holes or anything that I can tell. So, Daniel gets full color guard. Um, he gets presenting and folding of the flag. He gets playing of taps, which seriously, you play taps and I'm going to probably fall into a mass every time I hear it. It's Aww. like this song that always stabs me in the soul. Well, yeah. Um, and Jack gives a eulogy. Uh, Jack prevents the flag to Teal'c, and Teal'c is representing his next of kin. Um, and Jack and Sam present a wreath to the Stargate. I'm assuming it's sort of dialed into the planet that they lost him on, that's, and it's going to his last. Fair. Yeah. So a couple of cool things about this is that, well, one one thing, it's interesting, I couldn't find anywhere. I'm pretty sure he would not have been eligible for a military funeral. Yeah, I remember we discussed this, and I just don't know enough about that culture to there know is, what, There's nothing, works. I did I did a couple quick searches, and there is nothing I found that would allow a civilian to get military honors. Okay. Um, so, and this was clearly full military honors. I yeah. mean, there wasn't a gun salute or anything, because they're, you know, So is there inside. anything about Daniel we don't know as far as his... He's never... He's not... He's a civilian contractor. He's not in the okay. military. Okay. Because he's, so, he's just a, a doctor in the sense of, uh, like, a PhD, right? Yeah. So it's, it's sort of interesting. Like, I'm sure unofficially they could have done this because he's fully a member of the team. Right. But, like, officially he wouldn't have been eligible for a okay. you know, military funeral. Um, this is a cool quote, though. Though This is, um, I, I found this on one of the sites that I usually check each week. And this was an interview with Cinescape. Uh, okay. it's, the, it's Brad Wright, the exec producer, okay. who helped write the story. And this was the quote. He goes, and, the, and I kind of knew this fact, but I liked having it in the quote. He goes, in okay. the episode Fire and Water, where Danny Jackson is thought to be off-world, dead on a mission, we called the Air Force and asked how we could do a color guard for the memorial. And they said, why don't we send you one? And that's what you see in the episode. Actual U.S. Air Force personnel are folding the flag and doing this. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That is really freaking cool. So that is why, like, when they have the precision and they know what the fuck they're doing, it's yeah. because they know what the fuck they're doing. Because we were watching with Bartender Nick, and he was like, 
That checks out. Yeah. All that checks out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and the other thing I wanted to touch, I don't want to go into it too much because okay. obviously we, uh, you're constantly hearing backstory, but okay. I know you sort of pointed out, like, Tilk as being the next of kin. That's right. Where Where is Daniel's family? I will leave it at Daniel's parents died when he was eight. Oh. And he grew up in the foster system. Oh. Oh, wow. These are things so we So these didn't know. are the first... I think you get, I, I think if I remember correctly in the movie, you get a couple hints of that, at least that his parents weren't around. Okay. And this is all touched more in depth later. So yeah. that's at least so the So these broad, are the first clues of, yeah. there's, okay, there's there not is, a lot to there the wasn't, There wouldn't have been someone else to give the flag to. Okay, that's fair. Um, that is all very fair. Maybe it's just... It's, because, by the way, maybe his that's wife the point, is, is we're missing, so, yeah. too. Maybe that's the point, is we're supposed to question yeah. where, why is Tilt getting this? And honestly, I think first watch, a lot of people wouldn't have necessarily thought about the fact of right. that that is supposed to be the next of kin that I role. guess that's true yeah I, I don't know it was the first place I went to I was like well wait a minute where's there more of this guy yeah um but oh no Daniel's not dead dun dun no, dun no no no, no. Uh, he's hanging out we go th- we, we our point of view goes through the gate and then we see him coughing up water soaking wet waking up completely alone oh, yeah set of stairs in this um, random 1980s room. Now that I now that I know that it was the same yeah. guy who did slide, I was like, oh, I know this room. I've seen it before. Like, this is the set from, like, Andromeda and... It's, you know, it might as well be, uh, what is it? Sequest. Oh! It's... <laughs> By the way, listeners at home, there are a few TV shows in life that I adore more in my soul than Sequest DSV. <laughs> I, I feel like this could have been something on a Sequest. Am I wrong? Uh, this could... Uh, there's a couple sets this could have been, yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I, for most part, ignore the uh, half third season, which <laughs> those will understand why. Um, my heart was broken when I discovered that oh. Darwin was an animatronic and not a real dolphin. Seriously, oh. I think that's how my childhood <laughs> ended. Um, I just remember Jonathan Brandis. Jonathan Brandis. Lucas Wallenshek. I, I didn't have a crush on Jonathan Brandis. I mean, I did. But I didn't have a crush on Jonathan Brandis. I didn't know Jonathan Brandis. Mm. I saw Lucas Wallenshek every week. I knew Jonathan Brandis because I watched the movie Ladybugs. I did as well after the fact. Uh, my crush was on Lucas Wallenshek. Okay, that's fair. That's and I do fair. remember the that is the only... I will be honest, that was one of maybe two. I was not a teenager who had crushes. Oh, don't get me started. Oh, I know. But I was Jonathan not a teenager. Taylor Thomas. Okay, that, to be fair, was my other one. Because JTT and I watched a lot of Home Improvement because that was kind of my family from okay. Michigan. Those are the only ones that I'm willing to admit to. <laughs> but no, it was Lucas Wallenchek, and I do remember it, it, it's the, the tragic day I was in college when I heard the news about yeah. Jonathan Brandis. And I had another friend who was also a fan of his, and we kind of just sat there for a while going, yeah, that is a giant piece of my childhood. Yeah, it's just crushed. It's been crushed. crushed and over. Yeah. Um, I try so to forget that that happened. I, my, like, to just, I like to just tell I myself have, that he lives in If you would like, I do have one life. of his later films that is actually really good. It's really? one of the last ones he recorded, and I just blanked the name of it, but we can I'll watch find it later. It. Yeah. I'll put it in the show notes for you guys if you right are on. a fellow Jonathan Brantis fan. Um, it, was, it was pretty good. Yeah. So the show... Stargate. <laughs> back to back to where we were. There's this is a, not the Sequest Jonathan Brandis <laughs> hour. Hour. No. Although so, it could be. So Daniel is on this other yeah. planet, and he's. We just found him awake by himself. He's sopping wet. Yeah. And we don't know what's going on, but he's clearly That's, not dead. He clearly not dead. 
Uh, he's missing his glasses and his hat, though. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the hat can get lost for forever as I'm long as I care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he's not like, my glasses, because that's usually his first because call. we have no clue how bad his eyes are, because half the time he doesn't wear them anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we, He's such a hipster. <laughs> he doesn't even need those glasses. Yeah. He just looks, into, you look smart. Yeah. So we go back to Jack's house, um, and it's clearly... The third tier team is back at the SGC skeleton crew because yeah. everyone under the sun is that we've met out. and yeah. haven't met is at Jack's house right now. Um, and Jack is recounting to someone that we don't know uh, that kiss from the pilot episode. That oh, kiss. yeah. That kiss. <laughs> um, and Sam and Teal'c walk into the house. Wait, we're going to pause. Don't go into that yet. Okay. <laughs> um, Teal'c has something on his head, which we will talk about in a second. Um, Jack pours Sam a beer. And doesn't even finish it, because the bubbles of the beer, he flashes back Freak to bubbles, out. and yeah. Daniel screaming, and he puts the drink down half-poured and leaves the house. Yeah, he's clearly dealing with PTSD. Now, do yeah. we call it that back then? I don't know that I didn't that call was, it. I, think I they, don't think that term was coined until more recently. I don't know. They don't call it here. He, she does earlier say post-traumatic yeah. symptoms. Right. I, I um, want to say that that term wasn't coined until the Iraq War in 2003. I did not look that one up. Okay. That's, that's uh, just something <laughs> I'm kind of pulling out of. I might be wrong. The few things that we learned from this uh-huh. is that Chulak, when someone dies, you don't eat for three days and nights. Oh, wow. Um, it doesn't seem to me like Jack is one to pour beer into a glass. No, he, Just he's not. drink a, that shit with a bottle or bottle can. Glass guy. Um, and there is a beautiful display of alcohol presented on that table. I don't oh, yeah. know if you caught that. There's, like, bottles hanging upside down for shots. There's a full range of beer. There's ice. There's mixers. There's sides. I know. I didn't notice that. Oh, man. It is a beautiful... Jack knows how to put on a bar right so now. So it's like an Irish wake? Is that an appropriate Well, to, to be fair, <laughs> Jack is Irish. That's okay. That's, then it is fair to say. <laughs> Jack knows how to drink. Nice. Um... And this is the first time we see Teal'c, Sam, and I think Hammond all in street clothes. Yeah, can we... I'm now pull, we can talk about Teal'c. and go, can we talk? <laughs> because Teal'c's hat. <laughs> Who gave that poor man that terrible, terrible... I don't even know what kind I of hat that is. I believe when he walked in the door... Is it a sun hat? I it's believe... Like a, when you walked in the door, you said, what the fuck? Yeah, no, 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 no. I understand that he's trying to hide his, you know, whatever this, this symbol is thing. engraved in his forehead, but probably everyone why that hat? Probably everyone in this house has met him and knows who he is, so once he gets to the house, can he take that off? Now, here's my car? other, here's, here's, here's what I, what I get entertainment out of. What if this is Chris Judd's hat? And he's like, <laughs> oh, can I just wear this hat? And nobody knew how to tell him that thing looked hideous you know and they were what? like oh yeah go for it i will give a small bit of weight behind that because later on when i i was going to mention this later uh-huh. when jack is playing hockey that stick says anderson down it oh that's funny <laughs> yeah i'm gonna say that that's chris judd's hat because also look let's be fair this man probably has a very large head <laughs> yes. There's probably not a lot of hats that fit him. <laughs> so I'm sure Wardrobe was like, can you just bring something in? And you need a little bit of extra room because that, <laughs> that seal is like raised up. Yeah. So you need a little extra room oh, in the front. Oh, please tell me that that was Chris Judd's hat. Chris Judd, I'm so sorry, but that hat is not you guys, we a may, great look. We may have to ask him on Twitter. I think that might be fun. We may have to ask, to ask. Uh, watch for it. Uh, Tara Podcast might be asking uh, Chris Judge uh, please, where Chris the Judge. hat in Fire and Water came from. Please don't hurt us we love you and I, I think 
your oh. eyebrows are sexy. If 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 Chris Judge ever listens to this podcast, I no, think at no, this I don't point think he, would. he would understand our love for him <laughs> and Tilk because we like we just gush our t- like Chris Judge Tilk love. Well, because Tilk is a episode. badass. The end. Yeah, yeah. And, there's and those no, eyebrows. There's, there's no more to that. And those eyebrows. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so we're at the wake, and you know we're all kind of having issues. It's it's clearly not a, a fun time. This is not. It's a little. I, I don't know. I don't know. How this to is board this. this is like one of those. I feel like this is just one of those awkward parties to go to where you're like, I'm just gonna much I'm just like gonna eat. Probably <laughs> like many Irish wakes, just keep drinking and eating until shit feels normal again. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, and to be fair, that's what I do at most parties. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna keep eating because everything is awkward. Is there a dog here? I can. Pet. <laughs> and if there's ever a party at our house, there is a dog that you can pet. That's true. Yeah. Its name is Kaylee Thor. Um, so back on the planet, Daniel meets the sea monster, uh, Mr. Fishman. Yeah, I called him Fish Dude for the rest of the evening. Fish I'm dude. very sorry if that's not his name. I'm certain it's not his name. His name is Nem. Nem. Gotcha. Like, like, basically, the scary part is, is you. It's only one layer away from Nemo, so it's essentially oh. still Nem or Fishman. Well, Man. that makes sense, though. Nemo. I mean, it's always got like a maritime yeah, feel yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. His name is Nem. Um, and they try to communicate. The creature doesn't give a shit. Uh, he <laughs> points to a wall with some writing on it, and Daniel happens to recognize it as cuneiform, specifically Arcadian and not Sumerian cuneiform. Yeah, it's like Daniel. There's no one here to impress. You don't have to keep doing that. <laughs> um, it says, reveal fate Omaroka. Uh, Dana doesn't know what that means, and Fishman gets a little mad and throws him across the room with his force throw yeah. lightning <laughs> hands. Yeah. Magic. Words don't um, matter here. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're going to hate this reference, oh, uh, no. but it's it's top of mind right now, is okay. that the, the Ford water force field door okay. is basically the exact same technology that the guns can have in Phantom oh, Menace. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> it is. It is. Fishman Listen. is a Gungan. <laughs> Fishman is a Gungan. He's probably Sith also. <laughs> Don't get me started. So I wholeheartedly agree with that. Is that what happens when a Gungan turns to the dark side? Is yeah. you get Nem? You, yeah, you, you turn into Fish Dude. Fish Dude? And then you live on some random planet by yourself. Because it's I like, mean, get out of here. Fair, Nobody wanted you. He could have evolved from it. It was a long time ago. That's fair. So maybe far away. this is a... <laughs> A dark side evolved Gungan is what yeah, we get. Yeah, this is what's left of him. You know what? I hope that's all that's left. Just, just one dude. <laughs> well, his mate's dead, so he might be the only one left. And after this, all of Jar Jar's people will be extinct. Oh, there's a lot of people in our lives who will be very happy to think about that. <laughs> uh, that is our new headcanon for this series. So we're going to roll with that. Nice. Um... So back at Jack's house, Jack is playing street hockey in the driveway. Yeah. He gets a little mad and smashes a window in which is clearly a high sticking, which would be sent straight to the penalty uh, which, box. By the way. Yeah. Not that I've ever tried it. Yeah. But you cannot smash a car window that easily. Maybe in 1997 you could. No, not that I've ever tried it. <laughs> Did you try it in 1997 with a no, car right. that with a car that is clearly much older than <laughs> That's 1997? True. That's very true. There probably wasn't the same. Yeah, kind this of was not a glass. current car in yeah. 97. 
This is like an yeah. 87 car. And it's car. like, dude, that stick would have given up way sooner than the window it's would. Also, it's also General Hammond's car. That's true. Oh, yeah. That's always a great part. Um, Hammond tries to talk him down. Jack is thinking strongly about retirement. Uh, and this is where it's hard to see on an SD version, but if you look at some of the remastered, and you can kind of see as it comes close, you freeze frame it. That says Anderson. What? Stick. He's a He's a hockey player. Like, he is an avid hockey fan, hockey player, Richard Eaton Anderson is. And so because this team, so many people are Canadian, they oh. actually had their own, like, pickup hockey games that they would do with the cast and crew. I wonder where RDA's from. Do we know where he's from? Uh, he's, I believe he's from Chicago. Okay, so he's also from South Canada, like yeah, you yeah. are. Yeah, and yeah, by yeah. the way, that's what I've decided uh, yeah, to coin no. the region. It's okay. It's South Canada. Um, where I went to school, <laughs> most people assume is Canada, where yeah. I went to school. Well, you're from South Canada. Uh, yeah. Minnesota, uh, Michigan, Illinois. Wisconsin, Illinois South Canada. No, maybe the top. Well, that's what I just the very parts. top part. The top part that, that kind of touches Wisconsin. Okay, okay. Because yeah. Illinois in general. No, 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 no. It's too far south. The Chicago section. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. Everything else is, uh, is Southern, Southern Canada. Canada. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't you know? Um, <laughs> so back underwater, Daniel is translating some old Babylonian laws, which are somewhere around 200 BC. Um, which I don't know how we can tell the year because Hammurabi's code, which is sort of the most infamous Babylonians, right. the first written down laws, that was like well over a thousand years before 200 BC. Because huh. I looked this up, I thought the Babylonian laws were Hammurabi's code. It's not because I was way just beforehand. impressed that he can read all this without his glasses. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> you see, the letters are pretty big. Yes, yeah, true. Very true. Um, but he refuses to translate anymore until he can see his team. Right. Uh, Fishman's first words in English are "What speech?" It takes a while. It took my second viewing of this until I realized that he's not asking Daniel what speech is on the wall. He's okay. asking Daniel what speech is Daniel speaking in. Oh. Because that's why he said, you know, it's it's English. Okay. And because I can imagine Fishman speaks can speak ancient Babylonian. Right, right. I mean, he doesn't understand the English, but he learns it very quickly, which is a very nice Quick way of getting around. Quick enough to say what speech, yeah. <laughs> easy way of getting around the whole, I'm an alien plant and I don't speak your language. So you'll, right. Um, but I can buy it. Just yeah. like most of us Americans, just wait for everybody else to speak English. Essentially, <laughs> yes. Um, so both get very frustrated with each other. These two basically hate each other the entire episode. Yeah, and they just sit there and yell at each other. There's a lot of yelling. Yeah. There's a lot of miscommunication. Fishman yeah. keeps asking what fate Omaroka and Daniel's like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about yeah, dude I don't, I've already I've uh, tried Omarosa I tried Moraka I tried Almond <laughs> I don't know I don't Alma know what Joy. that is yeah uh, what do you want from me <laughs> he gives Daniel some weird food cubes and a morgue bed out of the wall and yeah, tells him fun. that he's gonna tell him what he wants to know or he will die yeah so basically standard fare. And well, yeah, when I, I love Daniel's desperation. like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you, yeah. Do, do you not understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be fair, he probably doesn't. He probably doesn't know that. Uh, so the rest of SG-1 are cleaning out the museum that is Daniel's apartment. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sam finds his old field diaries, part of which from the old movie mission where he's like, I don't know how I'm going to get home. I'm never going to get paid. And yeah. then there's a bit when they come back because he's like, I'm never going to find Sharae again. Oh, I guess I get to move on with my life and screw the people. Um, and, <laughs> and everybody under and the sun. everyone. And Tilk recounts an old game they would play, Hounds and Jackals. Oh. Which is the ancient, like the ancient Egyptian with the little sticks. That's okay. Like a, it's like a racing game. Oh. It's like trouble. It's like Egyptian <laughs> primitive trouble. 
<laughs> Ancient trouble. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> I like it. Um, and Sam gets the same water and screaming flashback when she's looking into Daniel's fish tank. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, and Tilk says he's experienced the same thing, and they are not convinced. Daniel. I like that because Tilk's like, "Yeah, I felt that too. I'm just not a big old baby like you two." <laughs> it's like, "Oh, that thing? Yeah. I just didn't feel the need to share with the entire world." <laughs> so they're convinced that Daniel isn't dead, but they know he is dead, right. and we get that scene a couple more times in this episode. So underwater, Daniel demands to know where his friends are, and Fishman tells him they are gone. Daniel isn't convinced, because it wasn't really convincing. Right. Um, Fishman keeps, uh, kept him saying, Fishman <laughs> kept him around because he knows about Babylon. Turns out Omaroka is his mate, and uh-huh. Daniel can't remember everything he's ever read about ancient Babylon. Because who can, except maybe Tilk? Fishman doesn't really give a shit. <laughs> uh, and he goes, I'm not going to accept that response. You're going to tell me. Right. They both get pissed at each other. They both yell at each other. Fishman thinks Daniel serves the ghoul because Tilk is there, and that is right. a constant assumption that happens, I think, Poor every episode. Uh, and they get nowhere, and they just keep yelling at each other, and yeah. So it turns out the rest of the team has low levels of serotonin, uh, the neurotransmitter responsible for moods, in the broadest possible explanation of what serotonin is. Well, this is, what, 97 we said? This is the right time to talk about raver drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the time. So let's just all drop some E. Yeah, yeah. And then everybody's fine. Everyone's fine again because their serotonin is right back up there. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So there's also a huge black spot in the brains. I love how she's like, the the spot isn't large enough to be an anomaly except it's the same place in all of you. That's like the size of a freaking quarter black spot. Isn't that like, you're dying. Yeah. If it's a pinpoint, maybe, that's small enough to be an anomaly, but, like, that's a freaking giant black spot yeah, in their brains. that's like, how, how do I, yeah. Especially if that was not there in their last brain scan. Right. That's a pretty, <laughs> Dr. Janet, I think you need to get your eyes checked. Yeah, that's a <laughs> damn it, Janet moment. Yeah, that is definitely a damn it, Janet. Um... So, there's another off-world activation. They run to the gate room, and they hallucinate one of the SG-6 members as being Daniel. Oh, that's right. Not yeah. even close. Like, doesn't even look even close. Um, and they're not completely sure what's going on at this point. They saw him die, but they can't believe they saw he die. And when Jack suggests they go back, he basically doubles over in pain because his head's breaking open or something. Right, right. Um, so, underwater, Daniel's trying to figure out a way out. He's, like, tog- like pulling it doors and shit. When you're underwater, you're going to open a door. And then let all the water in and then you're going to die anyway. Um, Be smarter. So thankfully, I guess that doesn't work. Uh, Daniel points out that they've lost most of their knowledge about Babylon and he needs something to go on if Fishman expects anything. Right. Um, But apparently he goes, Fishman does say that Omaroka was afraid of Belos. Um... So this is where we come to This Week According to Stargate. Oh, okay. There's actually a lot of information in this small segment to to look into. And this is only a small part of it. Again, I encourage people to look into this because it's kind of really interesting. So I'm going to mispronounce this. Daniel mentioned him. It was Barossus. 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 That sounds right. Um, He wrote about Belus. Okay. And he was a contemporary of Alexander the Great. Okay. So it's a little bit later. Um, and he points out that he needs more. He needs more information. He can't remember every book he read a decade ago. Because mm-hmm. he's not a robot, even though I'm convinced he is a robot at some times. <laughs> uh, Omaroka came to Earth to fight the Gould. She failed. Um, but Dana goes, maybe she helped plant the seed that turned into the Egyptian uprising against the Gould. Gotcha. And he points out that Earth has been free of the Gould so since Omaroka, that. So Omaroka, who was Fishman's uh, wife. wife, 
was also some sort of warrior that came to Earth to help the Egyptians. Well, she was... No. She came to Earth to help the Babylonians. Oh, gotcha. Before the Egyptian uprising. Okay. Like, so they're That's thinking right, that that planted the seed and that moved forward through time... Got it. ...hundreds got of years it. later. So... Looking up Belus was a little confusing. Okay. Um, I really should have spent more time to figure out. It seems like he was... Um, it's another name for the Babylonian god Bel Marduk. Okay. There was a couple. There was like a Belus in Egypt. There was like an Assyrian Belus, which is seemed to be kind of the same person. Like if you just translate the god over. Okay. But he does seem to be like a god... Or, like, mythic, like, one of those mythic kings that is essentially a god. Okay, so what's um, his deal, though? Like, what do we know? What's kind well, of his claim to fame? that I actually have less information on. Oh, wow. But what's interesting is that essentially Omoroka was an actual goddess. Oh. So, um... A Babylonian goddess. Yes. Okay. Barosus was, he was a writer, he was a real dude, real historian, he was a priest of Belmarduk and an astronomer. Okay. He did write about a sea monster called the Oanus, which is the name of the species. Oh. And they were, um, he was, it was a mythic being who taught mankind wisdom and had the body of a fish, but underneath was the figure of a man. And he lived in the Persian Gulf and rose out of the waters to teach and to give mankind, like, oh. art and history and So it's basically a Morocco's people. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. And then there was an ocean goddess named Timat, Timat, Tiamat. Okay. Tiamat. T-I-A-M-A-T, if anyone looks this up. <laughs> but she's essentially the creator goddess in the... Uh, all these words I can't pronounce. Right. Um, Anuma Elish, which is the Babylonian creation myth. Oh. And she gave birth to the first generation of deities. And some... There's family drama, as always, went down. And her husband thought the kids were going to kill him and take his throne. He was right. They did. <laughs> she gets mad at the kids for killing them and turned into a massive sea dragon. And all, there's all this more stuff that comes down from her Thank being you. a sea dragon. The key is, is that Barosis calls Temat Omaroka in his oh. writings. Omaroka was Barosis's name for Temat, the sea, the sea goddess. Gotcha. The original creation goddess. Right, the one... Okay, gotcha. And so he has this story. Very few actual writings um, and or translations have survived from this guy. But one of them, he... It says after he describes all the animals that created from the darkness and the abyss of water. Mm -hmm. And the quote he has is, The person who presided over them was a woman called Omaroka, which the something language is... Thal Thalithith in Greek, <laughs> Thalassus, and, which is the sea, but which may equally be interpreted as the moon. All things being in this situation, Belas came and cut the woman asunder, and of one half of her he formed the earth, and of the other half the heavens, and at the same time destroyed the animals within her. Okay. So this is what he remembers at the end when he's like, Belas came and cut her asunder. He's, he, his memory is trying to quote from this. Okay. Got so it. it was just kind of like I said, I dug into the surface because I was having. There's a couple different leads. It sounds like. Yeah, I was having a. I didn't. I would have should have had. I wish I had more time to make some actual notes because there was. I think I could have been able to plot more of this out. Gotcha. But like Omaroka 
is a name in history. So, she, so is yeah. Belos. So is the gist Barosis. of it. She tends to be some sort of sea goddess. She's a sea goddess who, and she has the body of a fish. Right. And she turns into a giant black massive sea dragon, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's pretty um, badass. So yeah, I found that really neat that there was essentially everything they said in here. If you take away the gold element that you put into it, okay, everything that everything that Fishman and Daniel are talking about is in our history. The names and everything are real. That's true. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of a pattern that we see in Stargate is we tend to drop the gold into existing yeah. stuff. I think it's just one of those when when I you know when you watch this, you don't. Think of, you don't necessarily think about the fact that, yeah, these writers did a hell of a lot of research no in order kidding. to get yeah. all these seemingly throwaway things. This character, the name of a character that you never see yeah, um, is an actual name hidden deep within history all that never comes up in your ancient, history classes. Yeah, a, a, existing ancient history that they kind of go off of. I really, I want, really dig that. I really, I think for next episode, I want to try to remember to look up, like, if there was a history consultant for the show, like, did oh. they have a, um, did they have a, um, what's the word you're looking for? The know. person who studies history. A historian? Well, historian, <laughs> it, shit. Um, That's okay. Yeah, if they had a Daniel Jackson. Right, of their own. Of their own. Okay. Um... It's really killing me. That it starts with an A. Archaeologist. Oh, that's not the word, but something close to that. Okay. Anyways, moving on. I'm in a state <laughs> of I can't remember words today. Clearly. <laughs> so back in the briefing room, there's some ocean wave crashing music that's being played on a completely unnecessary musical device. This yeah. is 1997. Can we get a CD player or the worst tape player? I don't know what this reel to reel is happening. <laughs> No, I don't get it. I don't get it. I think it's there for dramatic emphasis. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Dr. McKenzie's there. He seems like the the therapist or, or something right. of the SGC. I'm telling you, just get these guys to a rave. Yeah. Get them to a rave. And give them, have them drop some E. Everything will be better. <laughs> but he's hoping the water will increase their concentration. And right. it's already working on Teal'c. Like, Teal'c is, like, stoned at this yeah. moment. <laughs> and he gets the same flashbacks again. Daniel is Schrodinger's Daniel. Right, because he's not alive, but he's not dead. Exactly. So Daniel raises that <laughs> Fishman has let the rest of his team think that he's dead. He gave them the memory of Daniel's ah. death. And Daniel suggests if he can implant memories, then why can't you search my memories looking for the goddamn answer that you want? Right. Uh, but it would... He, Fishman's like, will it cause damage? Daniel's like, I, who cares? Like, yeah. what? How is that going to hurt the situation right this, now? Yeah, You're not letting me better? go. I'm yeah. not going to be able to give you answers. Just search my goddamn brain. Yeah. Which shows, uh, you know, the Fishman is not as terrible as we think he is. He's not just trying to kill them. Yeah. Well, I mean, he is. But, he is. <laughs> but, but the fact that he doesn't want to just go in there and, like, tear this guy's brains apart. This is true. So, some sort of moral code that he runs off of. But Daniel just goes, I'd rather die than live here knowing that I won't see my wife or friends again. Because he remembers he has a wife again. Oh, yeah. I have a wife. Will that get me out of this? <laughs> Remember how you have a wife and you're really sad that you can't see her? I have one, I too. have one, too. And I really want to get back to her because she's really cute. Um, so back in the briefing room, Jack is going through her story again. According to him, they're only on the planet for 20-30 minutes tops. Everyone else sort of agrees. 
Uh, Hammond points out it was four hours. Wow. And none of them can believe that. Mackenzie suggests some hypnosis, and Daniel laughs it off because it's Daniel. I mean, Jack. Yeah. I'm confusing names. Jack laughs I, I, it off. I, I got you. I'm following you. Yeah, because uh, he's, he's Jack. He's, he's like, Jack. you can't hypnotize me. I can't hypnotize Cut me. Cut to barking like a dog. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, they're stunned. Again, they mention going back to the planet, and they're stunned by their reaction and the suggestion they go back, and everyone's immediately turning it down because it's a conditioned response mm-hmm. and Sam volunteers to be hypnotized so she she sits back in a chair there's a weird blinking light Jack's sort of roaming behind her because Jack's like I'm gonna pounce in and stop this if anything goes to shit and suddenly she gets in the zone um, and we see her point of view they're walking along a beach and there's large bubbles and the water heading towards the shore uh, Fishman comes onto the water Jack and Tilk are aiming weapons at it because there's right. a large <laughs> fish man coming out of the water right um, Fishman writes in a sand and cuneiform. Daniel recognizes it, mm-hmm. writes something back, and Fishman then hits them all with his hand lightning. Ah. Sam then remembers sort of strapped down to a transparent bed thing. It's like strapping her head down. There's bubbles rising. We see everyone else strapped down. Yeah, it's very similar to the room that Daniel's in, yes, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I'm thinking it's the same it's room. It's probably the same room. Um, and Sam comes out of her hypnosis, freaking, screaming that they left Daniel behind. Jack consoles her. Some ship happens. <laughs> uh, fanfic is written. This is, yeah. Console her some more. Console yes. her more intensely. <laughs> <laughs> Console her with your lips. Yeah, um, and other body parts. <laughs> trust me, there's fanfic where that scene continues. I Cons- have not seen it. Consoling I don't need to. I simply know now. it exists. <laughs> um, underwater, Daniel is strapped to the most uncomfortable looking chair known to exist. Like, he's in a weird, like, if there if that was a woman strapped in, it would just be pushing her boobs out. It makes, as it, far it kind of reminds me of a Futurama episode where I don't remember who, but some other alien life form is like, why isn't our pizza place working and nobody sits in our chairs and the chairs are bent so that the knees go the wrong way? <laughs> it kind of feels like, no, you don't understand how humans work. Chairs don't work that way. way. This is probably a very comfortable chair for Fishman, though. Right, right. Well, because he's a Fishman. Because he's a Fishman. Um, <laughs> And so he may get some brain damage while looking for knowledge, but Daniel just snarks because... Damage, damage, damage. They don't my really, Homer impression. They don't really have any choice. He's like, I don't really have a choice, do I? You're not going to let me go, so just turn on the fucking so machine and get this well. over with. Get it done, yeah. So they turn the device on. He remembers a bit. Uh, he's screaming. It doesn't feel good. Yeah, no he, Fishman turns the machine up a little higher. Clearly oh. doesn't feel great. There's some more, you know, yeah. hyperventilating and pain noises. Yeah. But he finds text in his head saying that Bellas killed Omaroka. So Fishman Yikes. turns the machine off. Daniel is screaming and crying from the pain at this point. Um, and Fishman realizes that his love is officially lost. Oh, yeah. Everybody been, is sad. He's been holding out hope that his love would still be alive 4,000 years, which the makes me guy. go, how long are you fucking alive? He's the man who waited. He is the man he's who waited. Not. He's the fish man who waited. <laughs> the fish man who waited. Good work. I seriously, there's part of my brain where I'm like, what if Rory was a fish man instead of a centurion warrior? This is basically what would have happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he would have tortured some random so person. So what? What if is? Are we putting in our head canon that fish man is like the same made of plastic? Maybe fish man, like somehow, is no longer. A fish, he's, because this it, like Rory was able to wait because he's made out of plastic, right? 
His fishman, like, somehow yep. caught in stasis. Whatever the same thing was that yeah, you yeah. made Rory Rory. This, so yep. it's the fishman who waited. Yep, and this is when you tangled your different <laughs> franchises. Well, we've combined <laughs> Star Wars, Stargate, and Doctor Who into yep. the same storyline. You're welcome. If you're still following, how? The Gungan who waited. <laughs> oh, that God, is, no. Okay, so we have the subtitle of the Schrodinger's Daniel. The other subtitles for this episode the is Gungan Fire who... and Water, the Gungan. Who waited? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> so SG One is now on the beach again, and they came. They come face to face with Fishman mm-hmm. coming out of the water, but Xander right. shows up just in time because like, no he swam way. through the We're water thing. Like Pocahontas covering John Smith <laughs> in the Disney movie, because that's not really what happened. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? This totally what happened. I get my history from Disney films. All things Disney are <laughs> correct. <laughs> um and. Um, Fishman lets him go because he has his answer and Daniel's like maybe in some time where people could be friends yeah. and, and Fishman's like nah, sure yeah I'll yeah. call you I'll, don't call me <laughs> I'll call you you don't have my number no I totally nope, I totally I've, have it I've, I'll figure it out I'll yeah, find a worry. way <laughs> love will find a way Daniel um, and on the way back they let him know that they had a memorial service for him that they went through his house that Jack said some nice things I really wanted there to be some sort of panic in Daniel's eyes. Like, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't go in that closet. You didn't go in that drawer, right? That, that, that top one, drawer. That the what? Nothing. You know the one. That's, you know that's one locked. You didn't <laughs> yeah. open that, did you? You weren't able to get in there, right? Okay, good. Good, because you don't want to know it's in there. That's not. That's not where I keep all my pictures of Teal. <laughs> Just close up eyebrow shots. Yeah. <laughs> I shot him in those shorts. <laughs> I've been working out in those shorts. Oh, okay. Let's keep moving. And moving on. Um, the other thing that caught me is, again, the water. You see the bubbles, and it's, like, super close to shore. Yeah. The bubbles. We're going to start. That, there's not even a ramp there. That just literally goes out five feet and then drops. Drop straight down. Like, 200 yeah. feet down. Totally accurate, guys. <laughs> That's it's how water like a, works. It's just, well, in the Monterey Bay, it does. So the end. Okay. <laughs> uh, and that's the end of our episode. Yeah. So there are no for crying out louds this week. No. But there is a Daniel death. There's yeah. There's one death. So Daniel's officially died twice so far in the series. Well, he would be the one that keeps dying. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> um, yeah. No. I. Um, so what this- did you think about this episode? This episode was weird. I know. That's why I said I'm like, I don't even know. Part of me really enjoys this episode. I'm re- look, I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah. This episode is just weird, but Part I Part like of me it. watch this episode going, what the fuck were you smoking? <laughs> what, yeah, what are you guys on? You're absolutely right. Yeah. It was. It's one of those where I was like, I'm too sober to, to be watching this. <laughs> That's how I felt. I felt very, very sober. And weirdly enough, some of my favorite scenes are like when they're at the wake. I don't know why, but I love to see these guys off base in some civvies. With tilk in that hat. <laughs> <laughs> that hat. Oh, that, that hat. hat though. Uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, you know, this episode made me not hate Daniel as much as I tend to hate Daniel. He, you know, he, I, we saw a more human side of him getting frustrated with the he's, lack of communication. Yeah. He's, you're not busy going, stop being a know-it-all. Even yeah. though he is being a know-it-all, it's kind of He's literally his being life. the opposite. He's not being a know-it-all. He's knowing nothing like Jon Snow. But, um, <laughs> no, he's, I, I kind of like it because he, he's frustrated, doesn't know what to do. He has to figure out a way 
somebody ought to save himself. Exactly. Because Jack's not there to save him. Exactly. But, um, so, so for that reason, I liked it. I dug it. It's a, this is a very weird episode. I think it could stand alone. Like, I don't think, yeah. you, I think you could never watch the Stargate series and just kind of catch this on TV yeah. and be like, what? What is this? I can't stop watching. I know. It's a very, <laughs> I think it's one of those. It's a very fascinating. I don't know what this is, but I'm going to keep watching. It's like watching Mortal Kombat. It would on be TV. interesting if if someone who had never seen this series or any of the episodes prior to now, if what they would, how they would come away viewing the different characters. That's true. Because I might I might do that experiment on boyfriend Jesse. You you may get <laughs> a completely different view of who Daniel is. That's true. From this episode, you're, you're totally right. You may get a completely <laughs> different view of who Sam is from this episode. Yeah, well, you know, I don't think we get enough of Sam in this episode. Well, that's what I mean. Like, you're you're getting a glimpse of Sam, but it's a completely different Sam she than you've seen. She seems a little bit weaker than usual. She seems a little bit more frail. Yes, yes, that's the A word. little bit more frail. I mean, Teal'c is just Teal'c. Yeah. Well, because um, it's Teal'c. And then, I mean, Jack is essentially Jack. He's just a little more quick to quick to anger Jack. Okay, I dig it. He's a little, usually a little more smooth sailing. He's a little more live and let fair, live. Very fair. In, in normal things. Okay. Um, so where <laughs> would you rank this episode? Okay, I'm shaking things up again. You're shaking it up. Well, not too much, but so we're keeping Children of the Gods at one. Okay. We're keeping Torment and Tantalus at two. Alrighty. Um, we're keeping The Enemy Within at three. Okay. Um, I am putting Fire and Water at Ooh, four. Okay. Um, and I think I'm dropping Thor's Hammer. Oh, so you're leaving Cold Lazarus Bloodlines as yeah, five. Yeah, just because they feel like these little origin story type okay. things. Um, and so I, I, I want to hang on to those until something really knocks my socks off and, and makes me want to keep it instead yeah. of that. But that's where I'm at. Alrighty, I think I am going to... Oh, this is hard. <laughs> um, I might be doing something along the same lines. I think what I'm going to do is I'm knocking Bloodlines was number four on my list. Okay. It's being knocked off. I'm putting this in number three. Oh. I'm putting this now above Children of... Children, children of the Dogs, it still says <laughs> on my list. I'm putting this above Children of the Gods, um, and I'm knocking Bloodlines off my list. There's something about the knocks that I still completely love. Okay. I think Bloodlines... I mean, I admit, Bloodlines was on my list last week for one reason, and that is the uh, the immense happiness that is Braytac. Yeah. So I think, really, after a week, when you think about it, I think Fire and Water is an episode I'd go back and you watch a lot more. It's it's really weird. I You know, I like it in the way that I like uh, Blink, and if we're going to go back to Doctor Who, yeah. where you can watch this episode and not really have seen mm-hmm. any of the series and still be like, okay, this is weird. I mean, Blink, I, uh, am I wrong to say that Blink was almost made to be an introduction into Doctor Who? It might be, or that could just be the nerdist influence on us. That like, could who knows? be very much. Because I believe there's a couple times where the uh, nerdist has been like, if you want to get someone in on Doctor Who, they don't think they're going to yeah. watch Doctor Who, watch Blink, it's the perfect yeah. introductory episode. But I totally agree with the statement. Yeah. It's, 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 a, very, it's a very unique look at... Stargate. Yeah. It's a very unique look at the characters. Um, it, I like the way that it cuts Daniel. Uh, he, they cut him on his own, so he has to deal with things on his own. Which, if you think about it, that's what was happening when he was on Abydos for a year. Yeah, and, and I think maybe team. that's what we need. We need a little more of Daniel having to fend for himself to make yeah. him a little more likable. Exactly. You know, I like that. Let's. I when he doesn't have, it's, he's like when he doesn't have everyone else to snark with. Right. He he like he his, needs he almost that has to stand snark alone. wall breaks down a little bit. Yeah. 
I think he needs to stand alone in order to... He just doesn't shine as bright as everyone else. And he, Well, I think more... Maybe what it is is he doesn't shine as bright wings with everyone else, and so he tries to overcompensate in order right. to shine as brightly as the other yeah. team, and he just comes off like he's trying too hard. As one of my friends in high school used to say, you ain't gotta lie to kick it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I'm leaving it. I'm dropping the mic. Alrighty. So, um, next... <laughs> Next week, you're looking at Hathor, guys. Um, I'm sorry. We're going to have a lot of fun with Hathor. I don't know what that means, but I'm interested. It means you're going to need another drink before we sit down and watch this show. (laughs) sweet. As always, thanks for listening, you guys. If you want to find us on Twitter, we're at Tara Podcast. We will be asking Christopher Judge a question on Twitter later tonight. Uh, If you want to find us on Facebook, we are at There's No Place Like Tara. Um, And you can also email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Please let us know if you have spoilers. If you're talking anything past Hathor, just put a spoiler warning on top, uh, and I'll intercept those before Grace gets to them. If you want to talk to us about Hathor, please talk to us about Hathor. We're going to need some help getting through this episode, guys. <laughs> Not even kidding. Send your advice. Um, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye! Bye! Bye.